Okay. So, we are in the middle of a story. That's correct. The, um, uh, there was somebody known, as, we call him the Exilarch. That's actually the English name. The Reish Galusa was the Hebrew name, the head of the exile. Meaning that when we were in Eretz Yisrael, we had a king, uh, Melech. But in the exile, uh, in at least when we were in Bavel, they let the Jewish community run independently, pretty much, as long as we paid the taxes. And we had our own leader. He was known as the Exilarch, or the Reish Galusa. And uh, he was usually a good guy. In most cases, uh, he was a good person. But like all politics, sometimes you get a rotten apple in there. But his uh, servants uh, were not necessarily good people. In other words, the people around the leader. Um, and this, by the way, happens. There's always intrigue in, in, uh, around power. There are people around him. And he, sometimes he had, uh, these weren't even Jewish servants. Uh, these were servants. And as we said before, Ripsheshis, um, he noticed some hanky-panky going around in the palace, and he told on the servants, and ever since then, they had it out for him. He was the blind sage. So uh, we said before that the uh, king, uh, the Reish Galusa, would have wanted the elder sage to come eat with him. That was considered uh, an honor and an insult that he wouldn't. So, um, so first he told him, I don't trust their kashras, uh, with, the th- with the three legs and the five legs. Now, the Abraham Menachai is interesting because even non-Jews keep those, are supposed to keep those laws, that you don't cut a leg off a live animal. That, that was the idea there. Um, there's really deeper messages in everything, uh, especially what we're going to learn today coming up. But uh, often we just don't have the time to comment or to dissect or to look, you know, what's the deeper meaning. And like, uh, it, basically something's missing. There's either too much or too little. There's the idea of having the right amount. Uh, but at any rate, uh, so then they told him that he can have his own mashkiach. He can have his own servant watch the food. So you should come eat and no harm will come to him. So the servants uh, decided they had another method of getting to him. And that was called the mother-in-law bone. There, there's a certain daughter-in-law had a lot of trouble from her mother-in-law. So she, tried, she decided to fix her. So there's a choke bone. There's a certain bone that if you leave in the food the person will, if they swallow that bone, they'll choke. I don't know if it means they'll die or just they'll, you know, you'll get them back. They, you know, they'll cough a lot or whatever, they get the choke bone. So um, they were anxious to get back this rabbi. So he had his mashkiach, everything was fine. Um, let's start from three lines from the bottom. So they said, So if that's true, that you're worried about the kashras, let your mashkiach, your servant, come and watch how the food is prepared. Um, he said, fine. Koru taku kamai. So he, he came, uh, and they brought a table in front of him. bisra. They brought in front of him meat. That's nice. You always like a good hunk of meat. But they cut the meat in a way that they left in the choke bone. Um, some bones are big and you cut them out right away. There are other bones that you don't necessarily see. This is the famous choke bone. And the chonke chamsa. And it was called that, the bone that choked the mother-in-law. Because apparently the, this was the... the um, here's a Rashi here. Uh, it's called... <laughs> apparently they, there was the famous bone. Even in France they knew about this bone. that you, you know, It's called the Amsterishusun. That's the, four, the famous Amsterishun bone. Okay. Etzim cotton, it's a small bone. Rashi knew exactly where it was. 
Shal kafa yerek. It's on. It's the thigh bone uh, on the on the on the thigh. Shadam bolea. If you swallow that bone, the necklace, you'll choke. They knew he was blind, and he wouldn't eat it, and he'll eat it, and he'll choke, and then they'll get back at the rabbi. Okay. But he was a smart cookie. He, knew, he wasn't about to, he knew that the servants had it out for him. So before he ate the meat, Gashisha, he, um, he tested it, and he noticed that this choke bone was there. Now, he didn't want to make a scene. Sometimes you can't make a scene or... Uh, uh, he would get the servants even more mad at him. So he decided, and it's also a lesson in this, like sometimes somebody does the wrong thing, but by you calling it out, it won't get better. You know, you don't have to call everybody on everything wrong that they do. Some people feel that they've been wronged, they make a scene, and uh, it's just not pleasant. It's just not, you know, sometimes, all right, Hashem will deal with it later, or I'll deal with it later. But at any rate, that's what he decided to do, and he put it, inside his napkin. Apparently, this was a pretty big piece of meat. Labasa the Ochala, after the meal was over, now the servants, they, didn't, they were waiting for him to choke. They were sitting there waiting for the rabbi to choke. I don't know, they were going to do the Heimlich on him or whatever, but they were waiting, and he didn't choke. Uh, and they noticed that he, he wrapped up something in his bag there. They, he wrapped up something, and they... Uh, were anxious to know what it was, and they wanted to, uh, they felt he was doing something funny by, by grabbing the meat, so they decided, Omerle, they said, Ignule Costa de Chaspa, as we turn to today's page on the top of Samaches 68b, they said, uh, um, there's something missing from the kitchen, you know, there's some kind of silver cup that's missing, and the minute was that you checked everybody's bags, in case that bag was being used not that you suspected anybody officially, but that if once they found something missing, maybe it fell in there. And so they checked the Rabbi Sheshish's bag. They found a whole hunk of meat wrapped in the hanky. So they said, They, they, um, they said, that uh, they wanted to accuse him of he's, he's still not eating with us. The Reish Galusa wanted him to dine with us, and here he, he just faked everybody out. He put the food in his bag. He said, look at Rabbi Sheshis, the low mechel kaboy, now Litzarin. He just came here to uh, make fun of us, so to speak. He said, yes, I did eat. Uh, the time will be. I wonder if it was like too harsh to accuse them of doing this on purpose, leaving the mother-in-law bone in there. But he said, I did eat and I tasted it. But he said, I didn't finish my meat because time of the kaveri, because the meat tasted bad. It tasted like uh, it was taken from an animal that wasn't healthy, that had white on it, that had le- a leprous spot. kaveri, Oh, we would never do that. Hey, no, amale badku badukte. They checked it out. If an animal has a certain kind of white spot, uh, um, it's like a certain kind of plague color to the, I don't know if it's in the meat or if it's in the skin, uh, it uh, means the animal isn't well. They checked it out, and they found it. So they, it turned out he was right. They had served him bad meat. Um, it wasn't the meat went bad. It was from an unhealthy animal. With an animal that had the, uh, does the article say what the problem is? Is it? Uh, it's a leprous. Oh, uh, it tastes like a leprous animal. Uh-huh. 
The animals get leprosy? Could they? I guess so. They get skin diseases for sure. Oh, they do? Okay. Yeah. You know what it could be? to be leprosy? I mean, how did that all happen? Because it was really because of the bone. That was the reason he put it away. So where... Or this leprous, he oh, didn't know that. Right, so apparently it did happen to be leprous also. So that maybe that was that he didn't have to go into the bone part. He could say that's the reason he didn't eat it. Blind, so he couldn't see it. Right. So he had Ruach HaKodesh or something? No, I think he tasted it, he says. Oh, he, did, he did actually taste it. He I thought did, he was just yeah. telling me that. Yeah, he did actually taste it. I wonder if it could be a wart. Animals get warts as well, just weird virus. Uh-huh. Warts and then they go away. Uh-huh. It's probably not healthy to eat it from the animal when they have that that part or where they have the infection or the, you know wouldn't want to eat that or whatever. That's right. So yeah, kinafik. Uh, so uh, they uh, they weren't happy that their plan uh, to get rosheshes didn't work. So they went to Plan B. These servants were really uh, so. This is what they decided to do. Karulebira. They did the oldest trick in the book. Uh, they dug a hole. And they put a mat over it. I saw that cartoon. Did you? Yeah, I thought I was thinking. <laughs> I was I was I the only one? I just remember there was a Bugs Bunny or Roadrunner or the, I think it was Roadrunner of that. I'll see him now. That's right. So that they he, they got that from some. I, I'm often amazed because you find almost everything in Kazal in one place or another. So um Omele, so they said, would the master like to come? You remember that, Dr. Yaffe, too? <laughs> you, you bet. I grew up on it. Uh-huh. Okay. So, uh, so they said, with the mat. So the problem was they had to get Rosheshus to cross over this mat where the hole was. So they said, would the master like to rest a little bit? Oh, we have a nice couch over here. So uh, the problem was um, he was blind and probably wouldn't be able to see where they were leading him. So there was, Ruchista was there. Ruchista decided, um, again, again, I guess if you, uh, if you were to warn against these servants, you'd get on their bad side, uh, then they, you're asking for even more trouble. These were very powerful people. So he couldn't tell him directly, so he, he hinted to him, Nochole Ruchista mechore. Ruchista, he made a noise, you know, like, uh, like <coughs> you know, like a, like a noise, like, you know, watch out. So Omer uh, Leilianuka, so uh, Rabbi Sheshis saw that something was up. You know, if the rabbi is uh, giving him a, a message, it's like the kid, today you get the kick under the table. That was the, um, I don't know, that's that's the, it's, you know something's up if you get the uh, the warning. So uh, they this was this was pretty common. We had this before by the Corbin that uh, that a common way to to figure out the future. We don't really have prophecy, and we're not really supposed to do the hocus-pocus kind of thing. But you are allowed to ask a child what they're learning. And if the child... Today, the children say, oh, I didn't learn anything. (laughs) But if you ask the child what they're learning, and they quote you a certain verse at a certain time, sometimes that verse can tell you the future. So he said, the Pasuk, go to the left or the right. So so he said to his... uh, his servant, he said, my cousin, what do you see in front of us? Oh, my late CPC. Dishaja, I see they put out the welcome mat. <laughs> you know, that's the, uh, so Omele, he said, Hadramina. He said, take me around that mat. Labasta and Nafak. 
So he got out of there and he didn't fall through, didn't fall for the Roadrunner train. I don't think the Roadrunner ever fell in the hole either. He was like too fast to like, uh, uh, he like zoomed over it. So Omerlei Revchista. Oh, is that what he did? Okay. I think he moved it over. And so then, you know, the, or I forgot exactly. There were a lot of versions of that. I mean, I mean, yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. So Omerlei Revchista, Mana Havayasur Revchista was amazed. That Reb Sheshis, who was totally blind, uh, so he said, "How would you know?" So Amalei Chada and the first of all, I got your warning. Nachrali Mar, I heard you, you, uh, you, I got your warning. Vao the pasuk liyanuka psuka, and a kid also told me. Vao the chashi avdi velo mali. I knew these servants were out for, out for, uh, out for trouble. This is the end of this particular story. Um, again, the fact that the Gemara would uh, uh, include this in the Torah Shabal path. Uh, means that there's many, uh, many deep lessons that are hidden in there that are in it. Uh, but that's that's one of the famous uh, stories of the with the start, the, with the exilarch and Rav Sheshis, uh avoiding the uh, don't walk over that kind of mat if you got the uh, you know with the hole underneath. Okay, now one of the things we caught. Co- never went back for dinner again. It doesn't sound like it. Yeah, we don't hear. Yeah, that was. Uh, I, I I'm not sure that I would accept the invite so quickly. You know. Right. I mean, who, who's the racial loose? I mean, it, it, it sounds like it's pretty dangerous to go visit him. <laughs> I thought he was one of us. <laughs> uh, at certain, yeah, it should be. At certain times, the the people around the Reish Galusa were very scary. That's at certain times. So one of the things we said uh, now, th- again, this is really an open topic. Uh, what are demons? Is there such a thing as demons? The Rambam, uh, actually, uh, according to, is consistent with his view, he learned when we talked about Kredikus, uh, basically we got on the subject with a, a, normal, a, a regular normal person uh, gets Kredikus and then wants to divorce his wife. I mean, you could call that mid-age crisis or something, or, uh, you know, there are other things that are Kredikus. But, uh, so the more said that like a demon came over, to, uh, came over him, right? And so in the midst of Kurdaikis, you can't, uh, we, and, or the other way around, he didn't want to divorce his wife, and that was what he was supposed to. He already, already put that into motion. So uh, the, the simple reading of it, though, was, and that's what Morris talked about demons that come over a person. There are negative forces in the world uh, called demons, um, and they have different, um, they exist in different ways. Um, in some ways, any time there was something destructive, that they couldn't explain, they would call it a demon. Today, we have other names for demons. We call them germs. Sometimes we call it decay. There's other, other we, we look under, we're able now to give different explanations for things they couldn't explain. But the word demon was like a mazik. A mazik was like something destructive. How, what, what happened to this? You know, the, the mazik did it. That, you know, the damager. There, there, are force, there are things that we can't explain there are forces of destructive forces out in the world. Um, in some way, the, the, the technical medical term for it is a dibuk. What, what do you? Well, that's where a dibuk is a form of. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm, I'm I, sure. I, I get it. Wait, what, yeah. what did he say? A, a dibuk. You know, a dibuk. A dibuk. That's also when something overcomes a person, or I'm sure doctors sometimes. There are two people, and sometimes you do everything right, and the person doesn't get better. It's like, it's, you know, and they have one problem after another. It's like, a, a, so there are ideas that there's a, just like there's 
positive forces, we believe in angels. We definitely do. Uh, you know, Friday night, we dive into the angels. The angels, the angels, the divine angels. Angels are always good, you know, typically. There's such a thing as a bad angel, but they're typically good, positive forces, and, and they escort a person. So just like there's these good forces, there are other forces that exist. Now we're going to hear a story about these other forces called the shade. That's the, the word for it, or demon. Um, and uh, we'll begin... There's the idea that everything that's in the world was created for a reason. Shlomo Melech was the wisest of all people, and he had the task of building the Beis Hamikdash. And in order to do so, he needed to harness all the various forces in the world. It took an incredible skill. Uh, this was not an easy project. It, it was not a simple building to do everything that was needed for the Beis Hamikdash. And uh, we're going to start with the psukim that say that he assembled a team in order to build the base of English that included male and female demons. So we'll have to see exactly what they were for. Uh, so uh, the Pasuk begins like this. It's a Pasuk in Kalos. So, Sisali, I made Sorim Visaurus. Uh, I made, um, I, had, I brought in all kinds of, uh, of uh, Sorim Visaurus, all kinds of, of uh, leaders, men and women, the Tanugim B'nai Adam, and I also brought in those delights that people like. He explored the comforts that people have, creature comforts. Um, then, Sada uh, Besados, different types of fields. So uh, these are things that, all things that he gathered together. So what are these things? So Sarim, uh, uh, the word Sarim Vesaros, or Shirim Vesaros, I guess, Eilumine Zemer. These are different types of music, different types of instruments. He, he made orchestras and he brought them together. Tanugim b'nei adam, things that people enjoy. Eilu brichus u'merkstos, swimming pools, bathhouses. Sada besados, haka targimu shida v'shidatin. So what, I guess the question is normally, there's no such thing as a female field. So instead of sada, he learns from the word shada. It's a shade, a, the different kinds of shades. But Marava Omer Shitsa. In Eretz Israel, they said it's a uh, Shitsa. One second. What was Shitsa? Chariots. Chariots, thank you. Yeah, Rashi, Shitsa. Shida Eglo Lamerchavis Nashim Vesaros. Different types of chariots. Again, these are people have their toys. Uh, he, if, if they, uh, the people have them, they must have some kind of use. Omer Rev Yochanan. There's an interesting note in the footnotes here. In the Yahoo, who suggested uh, Shlomo had discovered certain principles of modern science, which he kept secret. By applying these principles, he was able to build himself a motorized coach. Really? That's interesting. Mm. Okay. Um, they, he was definitely able to do things that nobody else until that time could, could harness science in the same way. He had a mechanized throne that, you know, that had moving parts. Um, you know, nobody, uh, and nobody, they actually tried, when they conquered the, uh, the Eretz Israel, they wanted to replicate this throne. They could never, once they took it apart, they were never able to put it quite back together again. Uh, um, but they, they were all jealous of this throne. It had like these moving, you know, moving parts and all types of, but anyway, so uh, that's the, uh, the Shida, the Shida, so Shitsa is the chariots and things. Omer Rebbe Yochan, Shalosh Mine Shadim, 
Havi Besichim. There's 300 different types of demons that were there. But I don't know what they are. I know there's 300 of them, but I don't know. 300 different uh, varieties. Uh, yeah. Uh, so over here we said, we just quoted him early, that these were the demons. Why in the world would a holy person want demons? Um, there is a, 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 an idea that we serve Hashem even with uh, all our heart, the Yetzir Tov and the Yetzir that we even put negative forces in the use of the holy purpose. Uh, normally people don't do, have anything to do with the demons, you know, but we wouldn't advise it. But Shlomo Melech was on such a level that he, he needed them. So the more says, what would he, why did he do with them? They needed to cut the stones for the, um, the breastplate that the Kohen Gadol wore, and they weren't allowed to use uh, metals and other things. And so the, this, they needed to know there was a certain creature that would cut the stones. So what should we do? So the, the rabbis who were getting the, building the base of Migdash came to him and said, he, they said, well, we heard that Moshe Rabbeinu, when he created the first one, he, there was a Shamir, Daisi Moshe Lavneifot, that Moshe Rabbeinu had this creature that exists. There were some mysterious creatures in the desert that until now, even for the tent, they had the Suskana, the, the colored, uh, they translate it as the hyena, but they have no idea what it was. It was a certain beautiful colored animal that was in the desert that they used for this the hide. So, so where are we going to find this Shamir that existed hundreds of years ago in the desert? So He said, let's get ourselves some demons. The demons are, are spiritual forces, and uh, they seem to know what's going on in the world. They have access to all types of things. Get me some, and maybe they'll be able to tell us. Where they'll, tell, they, they'll know where this uh, creature is. Uh, so, I see They went and they, they found male and female Shade They captured them. And uh, they interrogated them. They said, We have no idea where this Shamir creature is. But, Maybe the king of the demons, he's a very wise person, he'll probably know where it is. Do we know why he's got a male and a female demon? Maybe demons. <laughs> uh, sometimes the women know things the men don't know, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, Amale Heka Issa, where can I find the king? Amale Issa Bitura Plan. He's at a certain mountain. Karale uh, Bira. And uh, what does he do at that mountain? He digs a hole. Again, this is the, the Agarita. There's some, there's some concept with this, this digging the holes and the wells and. Uh, apparently, demons have to drink, like uh, like other creatures. So, currently, uh, beer. What he does is he digs a hole, umole maya, and then it fills with water, umixe bitinra, and he wants to make sure uh, that no uh, no poisonous creatures drink from that uh, water supply. We had before near Israel, they were very careful from snake venoms and things that would be in the water. So here, the head of the demons also would seal up this cistern, the Chosme Begushpikna, and he would seal it with his signet ring, uh, this water supply, so he could make sure that it wasn't tampered with. 
the kol yom and every day slikli rakia he goes up to the heavens to the skies the gomer mesifted rakia interesting he learns torah in the holy academy he learns the secrets of the world there's the idea that there's a big torah class up on high that's called the mesifted rakia it's interesting when the uh, uh, when radio first came out there was a famous rabbi rabbi tights in elizabeth and he decided that he would use the radio to teach Torah. And he called it the Masifta de Rakia, the <laughs> Academy on High. That was his, uh, like a famous thing, but okay. But Nelka's Lara, and then after he gets done, usually once you go to the Academy on High, you no longer come back. He would go up there, the government Masifta Ara, and then he would come into the Academy down here. And uh, he would check out his water supply, and then he would see that it wasn't tampered with. We'll mix it, and then he would reseal it. So that was what he found out, the information about the head demon. So He went and he sent his trusted servant, Ben Ayahu Ben Yehoyada, famous servant of Shlomo HaMelech. So I'll just tell you, this name may be familiar to you. Uh, we often quote the Ben Ishchai. The Ben Ishchai wrote a book on the Gemara, on Agadita stories, and the name of the book is Ben Yehoyada, the same name of this servant of Shlomo, of, of King Solomon. What happened was, he went to uh, Eretz Israel, and there, we know where he's buried, the Ben Yoyada, the grave of this uh, a servant of Solomon. And when he got to that grave, something like struck him spiritually. And he never had an experience like that. And he realized he must be a chip off the old block, that this is his, his neshama, his, his neshama. And every one of the Ben Ishchai's Torah books, Rav Yosef Baghdadi, is named after the Ben Yoyada. The Ben Ishchai is, an, is a nickname for this Ben Yoyada. This was the, um, he's eclipsed by Solomon, you know, because King Solomon was so great, so we don't know that much about Ben Yoyada. But this was his, uh, his he was the prime minister. So he brought Ben Yoyavle Shushilta. So Shlomo Amelech gave him a special necklace, the Chokolei Shem, that had Hashem's special name on it. And he also gave him an uh, azkasa. What's an azkasa? Like a bracelet? A ring. a ring. So he's got a ring and a necklace with Hashem's name. And he had some cotton balls, and some wine. This was a secret plan they had. So Azo, what they did was he went korabira mitasoi. He dug a hole underneath it for Shafalamaya and the wa- and the water seeped out of the well. And then he had to seal it, otherwise the uh, it's gonna leak again. So he sealed it with cotton, and then he dug uh, from a higher spot, and he put the the wine in, Vitaminu, and then uh, he closed off the upper hole, the silica, and then he waited he waited in the trees. He also and then, sure enough, uh, Ashmedai, the king of the demons, comes. So, he looks and he sees that his seal wasn't tampered with. And he opened up, and he says, well, what do you know? There's wine. The water turned into wine. Now, I, I guess he was a little suspicious, or he wasn't suspicious. Demons uh, were used to all kinds of magical things happening. So, Xiv, he said, I better not drink wine because it says, It's not so smart to drink, uh, fill up on wine. You shouldn't drink, he's so low. It's not good for him. 
but uh, uh but then, so at first he thought, I don't want to drink. But he was thirsty, and as he got more thirsty, lo sagile ishti, he ended up drinking it. He had nothing else to drink, and this was uh, after a long day of learning, and he gave himself in, and he drank it. Rav vegane. So he fell into a deep sleep. When a person drinks wine and they fall asleep like they're dead to the world, like it's, you know, the, a drunken stupor, they call it. So that was the perfect time. He went and he threw the necklace on Ashmedai. Uh, and then he, he not only put it on him, he like sealed it around his neck. So when Ashmedai woke up, uh, he started thrashing around. He realized that uh, the name of Hashem, he's not allowed to break the name of Hashem. And he realized that he was caught. So he was mefarzal. He was, he was moving around. And this is a demon. He's a pretty strong demon. So, Stop it! The, the name of your master is on you. Uh, we got you. You're my captive. So he grabbed him. Mati. Now, the demon still was, uh, first of all, was a very powerful creature, and he wasn't happy about it. When they passed by a tree, he grabbed the tree, and the tree fell out. In other words, he was like grabbing at things to try to escape, and this tree fell out. They passed by a house, he knocked the house down. Next, they came to a house that belonged to a widow. And I guess uh, he, he, this demon was not happy he was caught, so he was destroying things. So he was getting ready to destroy the widow's house. She came out, and she begged him. She said, no, this poor widow, don't knock my house down. So, uh, um, so uh, he, he uh, instead of pushing the house, he went to the side of the house not to destroy it. So again, what happened was that uh, uh, Ben Yoyada was leading Ashmedai back to Shlomo Melech, and apparently he's this big, powerful creature, and he was destroying things on the way. And they came to a, a narrow roadway that, that was next to a house of a widow, and the widow begged him, no, leave my house alone. And so Kipe Lukumsa, he pushed himself to the side. Uh, Rashi, top line on the right side. Rashi's on the right side. His, he pushed himself to the side so his shoulders wouldn't hit the house. And and he twisted a bone. Omar and the demon said, to says a soft tongue can break a bone. That's a uh, because she pleaded with me, I twisted myself to please her. It's certain people you can't resist. They know how to ask in a soft way. And so uh, I ended up breaking a bone. I don't know what the symbolism is, but he quotes a Pasuk. So now, on the way uh, to Shlomo Amalek, uh, there's uh, certain things that this demon does that are going to be explained in a few minutes. So, he saw a blind person was going in the wrong direction. You know, he was lost. Uh, they, this was before ways. So Askel Urcha, he, he put him on the right track. Chazi Ravya, Dahavi Kotoi. He sees a drunk person who's getting lost because he's drunk. 
All of a sudden, he's the uh, crossing guard. He's showing everybody where to go. He sees a party that's celebrating. He cries. He hears a person that tells the shoemaker, I want the super-duper shoes that will last seven years. I, I want the really strong shoe. I don't want to have to come back. So, you know, thing, certain things are made well. You have them for years. It's part of our frustration is that you, you know, if you lived years ago, you could buy things that are still around. If you buy something today, it's not made to last, right? So, Achik, he laughed. Chazahu Kisma, he saw a certain magician, Dahavi Chosim, and he was predicting the future. Achik, he laughed. Uh, when they brought him to the palace, so Ayola Gabe de Shloma at Sloshiyam. Shloma Melch didn't bring him right away, let him cool his heels. Hitler Yamak Shemo did this trick too. It's a political, you know, when he brought people in to see him, he let them cool their heels a little bit, you know, until they get nervous. Or the, it's, if, if a person is on edge when they're like waiting and they don't know when. So, so he, he put him on, cooled his heels for three days. Yomakama the first day, why don't you bring me? Why doesn't the king see me today? I'm the king of the demons. He said he's not feeling so well, he drank too much. So Shokolavinsa, he picks up a brick, and he puts it on top. Again, we'll see what the meaning of it is. Also, Um So then they went to King Solomon and they said, What's what's going on with the bricks? This is what he's saying. When a person has a bad hangover, he should drink a little bit. And he'll feel better. Like you shouldn't drink a lot, then you'll get even worse. But uh, sometimes the remedy for a big hangover is to drink a little bit. And then it, it, the body really is craving the alcohol. It's, uh, and so, again, I don't know. I've never really tried it. I'm not sure I would want to try it because if you get it wrong, you'll get more drunk. But He's saying that you drink a little bit after the... Does anybody know? Is that a... Uh, uh, the hair of the dog. Uh-huh. Uh, everybody uh, has what works for them, I guess. I guess. Yeah. So, what does that have to do with the brick, though? He took one brick and put it on another. He meant, like, if you drank too much yesterday, just drink a little bit more. Oh, 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 oh that's the metaphor. I see, I see, I see. Take another brick on top of that brick. Yeah. Lamachar omalu amailo kaboili malka. So day number two, he says, why doesn't the king bring me in? He schlepped me all the way out here. I want to see him. He ate too much. So he takes out a brick from the other. Usiva puts it on the ground. They went they told He said, if you eat too much, then you don't eat anything the next day. Go on an empty stomach. At the end of three days, I will come. Again, it's fascinating what's going on here with the food and drink. I don't know. So at the end of Shoko Kanyo, Mashka Arbor Gamidi, he took a big stick, the demon, and he uh, made it to be exactly four Garmidis, more or less the length of a human body. And he threw it in front of Shlomo. Amar Le Mikti. He said, Let's see. Kimaisi, after a person dies, Hahu Gavra, Lesbe had an Alma. The only thing a person has left in this world is the, uh, is the, the, the uh, size of his coffin. In other words, he was trying to tell Shlomo, like, you want to rule over everything? You know, we, you're human. You're going to die, and the only thing will be left will be Dalad Garmidis. Hashta kifshinu 
uh, now uh, you captured the whole world, you won't be satisfied, that you want to capture me? So this was like an Alexander the Great thing. He wanted to conquer the whole world. Some, you know, some emperors, that was their thing, was they just wanted to keep on conquering. So he thought that Shlomo Melech was, on a, was in that mode. You know, kings do that. You know, they want to conquer everything. Uh, he says, I don't need you for anything. I want to build a base of Migdash. I need the Shamir creature. Um, I said, that, that wasn't my, I wasn't given the Shamir. Who's in charge of the Shamir? That's the Saradiyam. There's a special thing called the Angel of the Sea, um, Chicken of the Sea, I don't know exactly. Uh, so he's the one in charge, this, this kind of bird or like a large creature that's in charge of protecting this, very few of these Shamir creatures, and he's in charge. Velo Yaivle. Um, and, uh, he won't give it to you. He's not. Uh, he's. He's. His, Hashem made him protect this creature. El the That was given to a certain kind of rooster that's uh, that's trustworthy. Umay of it. Who's talking to each other? Who's talking to who? The, the demon is talking to Shlomo Melech. Yeah, oh, that's what I thought. Yeah. Oh, okay. And he's telling him about this Shamir creature that's being watched by the. Uh, uh, by the angel of the sea. The angel of the sea gave it over to a special kind of bird. The, sh- shady, the shade is saying that. Yeah, Shalom that's Mala. right. These are all like the, the details. Wants, it's gonna, wants this worm. Wants this worm, yeah. I I, worm is really not a good word, but that's all oh, that. Yeah, we don't know. It. The footnote here says the Shamir is a sea creature. Okay. Uh, I, well, that, yeah. I wouldn't have yeah. thought that. But I've heard in other places they call it a worm. Yeah. Right. This is right. the worm so, that eats yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I don't know. So maybe it is a sea creature. He calls it a sea creature? Okay. This well, from Marasha. Uh, yeah. Marasha, okay. Marasha. The sea creature. That, the, but that doesn't help too much. I don't know any sea creatures that could crack the... Uh, yeah, no, but I, just, I always thought it was a worm. Right, then, right. So I uh, knew that we really didn't know what it was. That I knew, but uh, we just have some description. Okay. So, But either way, there is a Tarnagol Bara. This is a certain kind of wild, uh, it, it's used for the word hen, but also it's uh, the Loch Ness Monster is in charge of protecting this. So my Ovid Bay, it goes to a mountaintop where the, it's, um, why would the sea creature want it? What did Hashem, what was the purpose of this, of this Shamir? So again, this Shamir makes holes in, in stone. So uh, basically he goes to mountaintops where no, where are desolate, umanukle, and takes this shamir creature, umanukle ashinidetura, and puts it on stone mountain, upakatura, and it makes cracks into the mountain, umanki maisi bizranimi ilani, and he brings different seeds there, vishadi husam, and they go there, vahavayishuv. You, on tops of mountaintops, you find little, little um, oasises of trees, and you, how did the tree seeds get up to the mountaintops? Like, there had to be some, somebody had to figure this out. Like, how do you, in other words, the, um, the wind isn't going to blow these seeds up there. So this explanation is that this is part of the Bria, and, and this creature went making these cracks and then would bring these seeds uh, up there. Behind in the Mitargum, Nagartura, uh, that's why it's called the Nagartura. It's the carpenter of the mountain. Okay, Badkukina Tarnagolabar to Islay. They went... Uh, and they found this creature, 
the isle beneath he had show had nest and he made a glass covering for on top of the nest of this creature. He also, when this creature came home, Miley, he wanted to go into his nest and saw his little babies there. Also, he couldn't go because there was this glass blocking him. So, also, I see Shamira. He came and he brought the Shamir creature to cut the glass. Boso allowed. Rama Beikola and uh, the uh, Shlomo Melech's uh, servant Ben Yada screamed. Shaje he dropped the worm because he screamed. He got nervous. Shakle and he took it. So this was how he captured the Shamir. Who 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 put the glass on top of the nest? Ben Yada, the Shlomo's. Oh, uh, I see. Okay. So Azul Nashe. Uh, this bird then killed himself. Uh, Ashuasa, because he, he, he gave up the Shamir and he wasn't supposed to, was supposed to keep it from anybody. The rooster. Yeah, the rooster. So now, uh, they, this, was, this was used to cut the Shamir, which was used to rebuild the base of Migdash. I love that Shamir couldn't crack glass. Or uh, I thought about that as well. I'm not sure. Um, did it, could it have? Maybe if you left it long enough. I, I don't know if it takes I a while. The, whole, the way you transport it was in a glass jar. Because it can't, it can't break through glass or something. That I don't know. I didn't know that. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. yeah, I didn't know that either. I don't know. There could be a top there. Um, now the Gomorrah gets back into that story of the demon. Um, we're not going to have time. It's Super Sunday. We'll go a little late. Uh, just there is a Tosus here on Ahmed Aleph. Um, he wants to know, was this the Bias Rishon or Bias Shani that they needed for the Shamir? Um, and uh, he wants to know exactly. Well, Shlomo Melech was Bayis Rishon, right. but he wants to know: Did they? How did they do it in Bayis Sheni? You know, and it says that Ezra had the Shamir. It's like there's a whole story here, uh, uh, whether they had it, they didn't have it. Uh, but th- there is a Tosos there. But anyway, let's get back to figuring out what was going on over here uh, with the uh, demon. So, so Amale Benayo, my time aki chazalahusama davi ketoy why was it when you saw that blind person getting lost, Aski Urcha, that you uh, went out of your way? I guess this was one of the missions of the demon, is that when people get lost, he helps them find their way back. Or at least, <clears throat> you know, here he was in the middle of being captured, and he took a break to do this. So he said, why'd you do that? Omerlei Marcus Lebrekia. I knew from Apai de Tzadikamer, who he's a very righteous person, Umanda Ovid Ne Nikanashe, if anybody helps out this person, Zochala Al Madiasi, they'll get the world to come. So I wanted to help him. Because uh, there are certain people, if you help the right people, that's your ticket. You know, that's uh, if we only knew who, right? You know, if you only knew which person it is that you helped, that's your ticket to the world to come. Okay. When you met the drunk person, the katoid that got lost, ask, how come you helped him? This was a dirty good for nothing. And I, I helped him. That he should get his final reward in this world so that when he dies, that he, there's nothing owed to him. My uh, Now, why was it when you saw you saw the celebration, you cried. I knew the guy celebrating was going to die within 30 days. Not only that, I knew it was a tragedy. He had a younger brother, and since he was going to die in 30 days, his wife wasn't going to have a child. 
and she would have to wait 12 years for his baby brother to grow up to give her chalitza. And so meanwhile, like she would fritter away her life. So it was a double tragedy. Okay. My time, why was it when you saw the shoemaker and he said, give me a strong shoe that'll last. You chuckled. He says, he, this guy isn't going to live seven days. Boy, he wants shoes that'll last forever. Sometimes people, they make buildings that'll last forever. And it's sometimes misguided. It's like getting a, a computer part that'll let you know. You're going to have to replace that computer in three, four years. So you might as well, if you know it, you know, certain things you don't need to last forever. My time, why is it when you saw that sorcerer, the Havi Kosim, that he was predicting your future, you chuckled. Omele, Dahu Yosef Abegiza, the Malka. He's sitting on the treasure, a treasury of the king. The Kisim, Ma'ikatosoi. He doesn't even know how to divine what's under him. So, in, in other words, this person pretends he sees all and knows all. He's sitting on a treasure and he has no clue. Tarke Gabe, Adabonulabesamigdash. He kept. Uh, uh, Ashmedai around until he finished the construction because he figured maybe he'll need him for something else. Ashmedai had certain wisdom that he knew, being the king of the demons and the Mesifter to Rakia, and uh, he decided he's going to keep him in prison until uh, he finishes. Yomachad, one day, Habe Koy Lachut. He was alone with Ashmedai. Shlomo Melech. It says, there's a Pusik that mentions the angels. He said, uh, why, why is there, why, what advantage do you demons have over us humans? He said, well, just take off my necklace. Give me my, uh, my ring. Uh, and I'll show you what demons could do. Uh, so I don't know why Shlomo Amalek, uh, uh he, he pursued wisdom. He wanted to know things so much. So he took uh, off the necklace. And he gave him his ring. So uh, Ashmedai swallowed him. He lifted up one wing to the sky and one to the ground. Now, this is also the power of demons, that they're in between the heavens and the earth. They're half holy, half profane. Pasca arba mea parsi. He spit him out 400 mea parsis. Ol um, shaita. So now Shlomo Amalek was kind of left away from his kingdom. And he said, Everything that Shlomo had done now, he didn't have. He was all alone. This is what I have left over from all of my work. His whole life he worked to build, to construct, and now he found himself alone. What did he have? My vizu. Chad Omer Makula. He had his walking stick. He had his, uh, his uh, cape. He used to go knocking at the doors. Anytime he would meet somebody, they would say, Hi, who are you? And they'd say, I'm Kohelis, I'm Napoleon. I'm the, I was the king of Yisrael Yishalayim. And they'd say, yeah, sure, have a night, you know, we'll get you a psychologist, you know, that's a, and I'm, uh, I'm George Washington. I used to see that, that certain people have, think they're someone who they're not. So nobody believed him. Uh, he would meet people and say, I'm, I'm Kohelis, I'm Shlomo. Kimati Gabi Sanhedrin, when he reached the Sanhedrin, Omer Abana Mikri. So he, he kept on repeating. He, every day he would like go to the Sanhedrin and say, it's me, Shlomo. 
So they said, uh, uh, the Rabbanit says, Shota Bechad Milsa Lo Sarach. When a person is crazy, he doesn't repeat the same thing. Today he's crazy this way, tomorrow he's crazy that way. He, it, it, it's, this is strange that he keeps on saying the same thing. Um, he says, Hi, Omer Le Levenayo, go to the king's second in command, Keboile Malka Legabe, and have him ask the queen uh, what's going on. He said, Ask him if he's seen the king lately. No, actually, I haven't seen the king in a while. Go ask the queens. If the king has uh, been uh, been nearby. Yes, they've been summoned to the king. They asked him, look at the king's feet. He, his feet were webbish. They were like covered. Or it's a certain thing that demons can take a human form, but there's something going on with their feet. Um, uh, so, but he's, the king is acting strange. He's uh, asking for relations during the wrong time of the, love, of the month. And he's trying to have relations with his mother. Uh, there's a certain impurity that demons are the forces of impurity. Forces of impurity come from women that are nidas or from uh, forbidden relations. They brought Shlomo out, and they gave him back uh, his ring and his uh, name of Hashem. When Shlomo Amelech came in, then Ashmodai ran, ran away, flew away. And even though now Shlomo was back, he was still afraid of him. But the rest of Shlomo's life, he was afraid of these forces of the demons. Shlomo Melech, so to speak, had experimented with the, with the, the dark side. Mm. Uh, and so he was always afraid of them. Shlomo Melech then would go to sleep with 60 mighty warriors. Each of them was learned in war. Fear of the night. So this was really in fear of the demons, or there were special prayers. that They say we say for that reason, that there's a, a person at night can have dark forces uh, that can harm him. Uh, and so also, that's why we say Shema before we go to bed that protects us. That was this, this psuk, these psukim. So whatever happened to Shlomo Melech? So Rabbi Shmuel Chadom Melech Vehejet. One view is that he was great when he was young, but when he was old, he had his demons. Uh, there were forces that ruled over him. He wasn't in complete control. No, it's true that he went through the demons. We all have, you know, I shouldn't say we all, but people have their ups and downs in life. And so he said he got it back. He became king again at the end of his life. Um, so um, now that's the end of this story. And now we're going to be go, just go back to the previous thing. We'll stop here uh, with the medicinal things that um, uh, Abaye's uh, nurse uh, told him uh, for healing. Okay, Have a great day.